welcome to the Women in STEM podcast. So, today is our finale episode of the Women in STEM podcast, and today we'll be talking about getting into tech from the perspective of US versus UK. And I'm going to be having a great speaker on with us today by the name of Diamond, who works in tech in the USA. And I think this is going to be a great episode. Um, At the beginning of this episode, it's mainly going to be her speaking, and then towards the end, I'll be giving my opinion. And if you want to find out more about Women in STEM, please make sure to follow us on social media, and you can always look back at some of our previous episodes. But without further ado, let's go. Welcome to the podcast, Diamond. Would you like to introduce yourself, please? My name is Diamond. I'm 32 years old. I work as a senior infrastructure systems engineer. I've been in IT for a little over 11 years, and I live in Atlanta, Georgia currently. I also own a branding agency called Diamond Design um, that I started in 2009, back when I was in college. How would you describe tech? Well, it's my understanding that tech is short for information technology. And information technology is the collection of all things technical and related to computer systems and the information used, stored, or created by them. Um, So that will include application and web development, uh, system security, storage systems, backup systems, virtualization, email, uh, marketing, all types of things. What are the different roles available in tech? So as far as the different roles in tech, um, I think what really classifies them is um, whether they're technical roles or non-technical roles. And um, even better, um, you want to determine what kind of company do you best fit in, a small or a large company, because that also determines what roles are available. Um, Usually for smaller companies, you're responsible for more uh, tasks and um, you have a greater responsibility So uh, you see a lot of system administrators and um, roles like my my own as a systems engineer um, where I'm responsible for a ton of different things, right? Um, But for a large company, you may be specified to work on one item. So that could be just email or just as a program developer for one particular language or um, just one thing, period. So um, those that's what really classifies that. But some of the different roles that um, I'm very familiar with are um, obviously development and 
um, programming. Um, we have systems administrators, systems engineers, network engineers, um, system analysts, tech support, security analysts, database admins, data architect and scientist. Um, and then there's, you know, like I said, also those non-technical roles, which are um, IT project managers and marketing managers and mostly mostly the management roles are are the non-technical roles. Um, and in addition to that, you also have, you know, UI designers and um, all types of, there's all types of facets within tech. Um, and you just really have to choose the role that works for you. Do you need to go to university slash college and have a degree to get into tech? So the short answer to this is no. Um, however, to move up or to obtain any type of leadership role, you will need a degree or some some sort of certificate um, or certification to show that you can take on the duties of uh, that role. And uh, from my experience, the major doesn't matter as much. Um, I had a coworker in the past who was a developer at the company, but um, he ha had a history degree and he told me he never used his history degree. Um, they pretty much hired him because he had experience in the job that he was applying for. He had the skills that he needed and he did have a bachelor's degree, no matter what it was in. So it could have been in science or I don't know, it could have been in uh, journalism or something like that. But as long as he um, knew how to do the job that was asked and he had this certificate or um, he had this degree to say, hey, I know how to start and finish something. And I think that's what's really important about um, having a degree. So it's not required, but it definitely does help. And I think that it's valuable um, to have a degree. What are the most common roles in tech in your country? So the most common roles um, in the U.S., uh, I believe, are mostly... I would say they're mostly talked about as um, programming uh, roles and um, development roles. However, in my opinion, the most common role is the tech support role. Now, this doesn't pay as much as a programmer or a developer, and um, there's definitely not much... Um, skill that is needed to do some of these tech support role jobs. But uh, I also think that it's very necessary. So if if someone's starting into tech, um, that's normally the role that um, you would hear someone to recommend that they start is in tech support because you're, you're understanding the end user. You're understanding how to troubleshoot uh, things technically. And you also 
are understanding how to interact with other members of your team um, for technical issues. Um, so I think, like I said, I think the most common role is the tech support role, um, but the most publicized role is the programming roles just because of the salary that you can earn from those roles and um, because now it's getting a lot easier to learn how to how to code and program and things like that. Do you think there's a pay difference between the UK and the US? Do I believe if there's a pay difference between the UK and USA? Um, from doing a little bit of research earlier, um, I don't believe there's that big of a difference. Um, I do believe most of it depends on the company or the organization that you're working for. Um, I don't really think it depends on the location. Um, just because tech industries are very global now, um, and sometimes you do have variations between, you know, where you live and how much they feel like they can pay you. But for the most part, you're always going to get paid more money at, let's say, Microsoft or Google than you would at a small agency or, um, for, or working for the government. Um, you know, there's, there's always going to be that big, huge pay gap there. Um, and it could be, you could be doing the exact same job. It just really depends on what company you work for and uh, how the company values the role that you are applying for. What exactly do you do, Diamond? I'm asking you this because I know that a lot of people might find your job title intimidating and overly complicated. So could you please explain to us exactly what you do? So this question is a little difficult for me to answer, so I'm going to try to break it down a little bit. So I work for the Woodruff Art Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, the Woodruff Arts Center consists of uh, three partners, the High Museum of Art in Atlanta, the Alliance Theater, and the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. I am responsible for maintaining all of the virtual servers, the backup systems, storage, active directory, a little bit of networking, and um, a ton of other things for those three partners, um, as well as the Woodruff Art Center itself. Um, and the difference is that the organization that I work for is fairly small, although it's widely known. Um, I don't know how many people know this, but part of uh, the Black Panther movie was filmed at the Woodruff Art Center. Um, so the, the organization is widely known. However, it's very small. So I'm responsible for a lot of things um, as opposed to if I worked for 
Google or Microsoft or something like that, um, I would be responsible for fairly um, less, <laughs> less work. Um, but I love it. And um, I would love to see more women, um, especially more women of color um, in roles like these. What has your tech career taught you? My tech career has taught me, honestly, the same lesson over and over again, and that is to be confident within myself and my abilities. Um, I've dealt with tons of imposter syndrome, especially even now, I'm still kind of um, dealing with imposter syndrome, but it's definitely taught me to be confident. Um, confidence really um, affects a lot of the things in your life. And um, if you're not aware, it can really affect everything. So um, my confidence in the past has affected my salary, um, the way that I work, um, how I interact with my, my coworkers, my attitude about different things. So um, confidence has really been uh, something that I've been working on and something that I believe is the reason why um, you don't see too many women in tech as well because they're not very confident that they can either do the job or that they'll get the job and um, it really holds its back or it can um, bring us up. So I feel like um, that's a very important lesson that tech has taught me. What advice would you give to somebody who's getting started into tech? So some advice that I would give to someone who wants to join tech is to make sure you're passionate about it. Um, make sure that you love it and you would do it every day and you would do it in the middle of the night. And if you had to work 60, out, 60 hours stretch that you would not hate your job <laughs> because uh, depending on the role, you may be required to, to deal with certain things like that. Um, and I would also uh, say get as many certifications as you can um, if you, you know, obviously if you don't want to get a degree, but a degree, like I said, will help you. Um, and just make sure that you're doing a lot of research because tech changes. Um, you know, IT changes a lot and you really have to stay up on like the, the new, uh, systems that are coming out, the new applications, the new programming languages, um, whether you're programming or not, you know, it's good to, to know what is going on in the industry. Also, um, seek others that are interested in similar, um, similar fields as you. So we're all in the tech field or we all want to be in the tech field, but if, if as a systems engineer, you know, I can't necessarily relate to a developer or I can't necessarily relate to a program manager or a database developer. I really, um, I really feel like 
you get a lot of um, confidence and help when you seek someone that's doing the same thing, even if it's online, even if you're connecting with someone that's on Instagram or Facebook or even watching someone on YouTube, it's really helpful to see someone going through the same thing that you're going through so that you don't feel alone. And I think that's a a lot of issues that we come across when we are in tech. Um, we don't see anyone else doing what we're doing. All of our friends are doing completely different things. And it's just hard to relate to our day-to-day lives because of this. What are the biggest barriers for women in tech? So one of the biggest barriers for women in tech, like I said, is confidence. And um, as I mentioned, it'll affect your salary and um, the way that you work and your attitude and all other kinds of issues if you're not confident within yourself and within your job. Um, And the other thing that could affect you is um, your skill set. So I learned firsthand that you have to stay up on your skills no matter how long you've been in a job, no matter how valuable you think you are, you can always be replaced by someone else. There's always someone else looking for the same role that you're in. And even now um, with you know COVID things um, and the changes that have happened because of COVID, there is a lot more um, there are a lot more people that are competing for the same jobs. So you really wanna make sure that you stay up on your skills and um, again, make sure you are confident. What resources are available for women in tech? So some of the resources that are available for women um, in tech are internships, online courses, whether they're free or paid. Same thing with boot camps. There's some free boot camps, there's some paid boot camps. Um, Social media is a really good resource as well. Um, Mentorship, um, whether someone reaches out to you or whether you reach out to someone to help mentor you. um, I think that's a really good idea. I think that not enough people have mentors or even look for mentors. Um, And certifications. Certifications is probably the number one resource um, for tech careers. How best can people connect with you? So if you're interested in connecting with me, you can reach me um, on my Instagram at blackgirlintech. Also, um, if you are interested in design or you are interested in working with me or anything of the sort, um, you can message me at Diamant Design and that's D-I-A-M-A-N-T-D-E-Z-I-G-N. 
And I'm also um, available on my website at diamantdesign.com. Thank you, Kelly, for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate you reaching out to me to do this. Um, And for everyone who's interested in tech or just have any questions, um, feel free to reach out to me. Don't be shy. Uh, I'll do my best to answer as many questions as possible. Uh, You'll have all a great day and stay safe. Thank you so much, Diamond, for taking the time to be a part of the Women in STEM podcast and for giving your opinion on how best women can get started in tech. I think that has been really insightful and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on the podcast. So as promised, I said I would give my opinion on how to get started in tech versus the UK. I would say the process of getting into tech is quite similar here in the UK compared to the US. However, I would definitely say that there is a pay difference. However, in the US, depending on where the person is based, for example, if it's California, the um, the cost of living is a lot more different. And that's the reason why some of the tech roles, um, there are more so six figures um, rather than here in the UK. And I would say my tech career has really shown me a lot of different variety and how amazing human beings can be that we've managed to come up with so many different technology that can help us in our world. And it's really helped me get a new perspective of how to solve situations. As far as what I personally view as the biggest barrier for women in tech is that most women tend to lack confidence in their abilities, which kind of relates back to episode four that I did um, with Aisha about imposter syndrome. So if this is something that rings a bell to you, I'll definitely recommend giving that episode a listen. And as far as resources that are available for women in tech there are so many great resources i'd recommend um searching the hashtag women in tech on twitter on instagram um looking on my instagram page um at kelly underscore engineer i think you'll find a lot of inspiration there as well as i've linked a lot of um instagram uh influencers who are in tech who go over the different pay the different opportunities that are available, the different resources that are also available that can help you to get into tech. Thank you for listening to the Women in STEM podcast. I hope you've gained a lot from our finale episode. It has been a great pleasure creating this amazing content and having amazing women from all over the world um, representing STEM come on and give their opinion and their personal experience. I've really found it really in lightning and i hope you've gained a lot of knowledge as well please make sure to follow me please make sure to follow me on instagram at kelly underscore engineer to keep up to date with women in stem and also to find out more about getting started in tech